0: From the World Section of the New York Times, Taiwan Families Receive Goodbye Letters Decades After Executions, by Paul Mosur. The month before he was executed, in April 1952, Guo Qing wrote letters to his mother, wife, and children to say goodbye. The letters had only 140 miles to travel, but they would take 60 years to be delivered. When his daughter finally received her father's farewell after a protracted negotiation with Taiwan's government, she was in her 60s, twice his age when he died. I kept crying because I could now read what my father had written, said the daughter, Guo Su-jen. If I'd never seen his writing, I would have no sense of him as a living person. His writing makes him alive again. Without it, he would live only in my imagination, how I picture him. The letters were among 177 uncovered in the past decade that were written by victims of the political repression known as the White Terror. From 1947 to 1987, tens of thousands of Taiwanese were imprisoned and at least a thousand were executed, most in the early 1950s after being accused of spying for communist China. The lost missives, which have been given to family members in recent years, are painful souvenirs from decades of authoritarian rule in Taiwan, a small part of the history buried in poorly cataloged government archives. But the landslide victory for President-elect Tsai Ing-wen and her Democratic Progressive Party in January may soon bring much more of that history to light. In her campaign, Tsai vowed to do more to chronicle and right the injustices of Taiwan's authoritarian past. The letters are not just documentary evidence, though. They are also last expressions of love from beyond the grave. They offer words of comfort to children who grew up not knowing their parents and final apologies to spouses who would raise children alone. They were uncovered only by chance in 2008, when a young woman requested information about her grandfather from Taiwan's main archive. Two weeks after applying for the records, the woman, Chang Yi lung was given a stack of more than 300 pages of photocopied documents, mostly court records and rulings. Within those pages, She discovered letters her grandfather had written to her aunt and uncle and to her mother, who had not yet been born when he was killed. To her mother, he wrote, Before long, I will leave this earth. I am trying to stay calm, to talk with you for the first and last time on this paper. I fear you can't imagine what it's like, alas, to face this moment and be unable to see you once, to hug you once, to kiss you once. I am heartbroken my regret is unending. Chang said her mother's response to the letter has not changed since the first time she read it. Every time she reads it, it's the same, Chang said. From the first word, she starts crying. She had never seen her father, so it was like he didn't exist. But when she saw the letter, she knew she had a father and that he loved her. While Taiwan's government has reckoned with some of the traumas of its past, including by creating a museum devoted to a notorious 1947 massacre, researchers say far fewer resources have been devoted to chronicling the decades of political repression under the rule of Chiang Kai-shek's Kuomintang, the Chinese Nationalist Party that ruled Taiwan as a one-party state from 1945 until Taiwan's first democratic presidential election in 1996. Academics say that little is known about the mechanics of repression under the Kuomintang and that there has not been a thorough and transparent examination of the archives. Though researchers believe many records were destroyed, they also believe others have been kept from surfacing through willful neglect. We know there are hundreds of thousands of records you can get access to, but there has been no systematic effort to go through them, said Huang Changling a professor of political science at National Taiwan University. What's the percentage we have seen? It could be 10% or 90%. I have no idea, and I don't think anyone does. After receiving the photocopied letters from her grandfather, Chang's family pushed the government to return the original letters. The government balked at first, arguing that the documents belonged in the archive. In 2011, with the help of the Taiwan Association for Truth and Reconciliation, They were finally given to her family. The association, a non-governmental organization, housed in a walk.